0: Hey, friends, I'm Alameen Abdul-Mahmoud. I'm the host of the new podcast, Commotion. If you don't know about us yet, well, we are your daily deep dive into the biggest stories coming out of the world of pop culture, art, and entertainment. And luckily, I'm not going to be doing it alone, okay? I'll be joined by some brilliant culture writers and thoughtful superfans. We're going to have hilarious hot takes. We're going to have vibrant debates. Consider this your invitation to join the group chat. Get in here and join us. Commotion, available weekdays on CBC Listen.
1: This is a CBC Podcast. Hi,
0: I'm Damon Fairless. Welcome to Toronto. I've got a club, a cable, and a separate motion alarm. That's not- so this is a TikTok video by a chef named Michael Hunter. And he's listing all the anti theft contraptions he's put on his car after he says thieves stole four cars from his neighborhood in one night. He also sent us a video of an attempt to take his ride. So just live in fear of your vehicles being stolen and do everything in your power to try and stop them. That's what. Auto thefts are up in Canada, like way, way up. In Toronto, they've gone up 300% in less than a decade. And in Montreal, they've jumped as much as 50% in a single year. That's why in recent weeks, the fight over what to do about it's been consuming federal politics. We didn't have these stories before, Trudeau. Uh, He has caused an explosion in car theft.
1: A catchy slogan won't stop auto theft. A two-minute YouTube video won't disrupt organized crime.
0: On Wednesday, the Liberals announced $28 million to help border services detect stolen cars. And on Thursday, they held a national summit on the issue saying they'll have a full plan to tackle thefts in coming weeks. And this isn't just about people losing cars. The RCMP says that some of these thefts have been extremely violent. The cars are being used by criminals and they're being sold to fund organized crime. And because of all this, Canada's gotten a reputation across the world and it's not a good one. So today I'm talking with Toronto Star crime reporter, Peter Edwards. He's written a number of books about organized crime and he's been uncovering how these gangs steal cars, what they do with them, And he's going to break it all down for us. Hey, Peter, thanks so much for coming on Frontburner. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. So, Peter, I've been reading your work. I'm really interested in, you know, how these car theft operations work. But but let's start with the numbers first. So give me a sense in in the recent years, you know, how much have thefts increased?
1: Uh, At one point, Ontario's had gone up 48% and Quebec was higher. And, um, it seemed that if you're not in basically on Prince Edward Island or in Taktiaktik, you know, it's, it's a part of your life now. Wow. So I I think it's 12,000 a year in Toronto. Uh, So you've got more than a couple dozen a day.
0: So there've been some really high profile cases here. And I think maybe the most ironic is, is the fact that the federal justice minister had his SUV stolen in November. And that's actually the third time a justice minister has had their car stolen since 2021 And there's also an even more high-profile carjacking from a couple years ago that comes to mind. And that's when Mitch Marner, the the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, player who had his Land Rover stolen, I I think at gunpoint, right? Police say it happened in the city's West End outside of a movie theater, his black Range Rover allegedly stolen by three men. Marner and the woman he was with were unharmed. Thank you guys.
1: Yeah, and that's a fairly uh, popular car with with thieves. Um, I, I was thinking that maybe they rushed to the summit so that they could keep their cars safe. Having <laughs> <laughs> mean, it's easy to get cynical on this one. I've got one senior editor at the Star who his car was stolen, so I don't have to sell the story to him. So, so
0: tell me more about this. Like, what's the typical car theft look like in Toronto? Are these carjackings or from driveways? What's the what's the pattern here?
1: Um, For a while there was coming in the middle of the night to driveways and they'd have something that would basically um, imitate the signal of your key fob and start your car. As people respond to that, there's more carjacking and there's almost like the, um, the thieves have gotten way, way better. They can, they can take your car with a key fob in a minute. Now Mm. there are actually people who map out where the good vehicles are. Like they'll go to a high income area like Oakville and put little GPS trackers under cars and then they'll, um, follow them and they sort of steal to order like they're not right. just driving down the street and stealing the first three cars they're they're going for um what they had the market for
0: yeah and i, I kind of want to get into that but i guess before we go there i kind of want to understand like what, what are the reasons behind these thefts? like this is this is an enormous spike so let's talk about some of the reasons and, and maybe we can start with the pandemic because that created a demand for stolen cars right
1: yeah that was um it created an imbalance in parts being shipped and so the. Um, Thieves in Europe and especially West Africa caught on that they could get a car for way cheaper here than they could over there. At the same time, the port of Montreal got um, significantly dirtier than, than Eastern seaboard American ports. And so it became the place to go if you want to ship a car. Hmm.
0: You know, we are talking about shipping these cars. So where are these, where are these cars ultimately going?
1: Uh, so the, West Africa was big and that explains why um, a lot of Teslas aren't stolen because there's not a lot of charging stations. Oh, right. Okay. And then um, Italy's been popping up, Eastern Europe's been popping up. It's odd, but a lot are going through Belgium, which you wouldn't think, but uh, Belgium is um, a popular transit point. So it's really moving around. But West Africa, the Mideast, very popular again.
0: The, one of the things you mentioned earlier was that cars with, with key fobs are easier to steal. It seems like in some ways cars are easier and faster to steal now than they were like a decade ago. Is that is that the case? Why, why is it so easy?
1: Yeah, it's kind of ironic because the technology is supposed to be what's making your car safer. But you'd be better right. off if you drove a, you know, two thousand standard. Nobody's going to steal that.
0: You're talking to the right guy. I've literally got a five speed standard.
1: Okay, then you're you're safe. You know, like they don't want standards, and the auto makers overall aren't responding. Like the criminals are moving faster than they are, and so there's a. A lot of side businesses popping up now with things like kill switches where you can right. disable your engine and they're, they're popping up to, to make up for, you know, what you don't get when you buy your car. Like now, when you buy a vehicle, you're, you'd be smart to talk to an insurance company and say, how can I lower my rate? What can I put in there? Wow.
0: And, and so, I mean, there, so there is tech that can make it you know harder to steal these cars. Where are the automakers on this? Is that something that, why is this still a problem if the tech exists?
1: Uh, because the criminals are better at the tech than mm-hmm. they are, or, or more with the tech. And then I, I talked to one um, one senior police officer off the record who said that, why do you put in security tech if you can sell the car again? We right. have a lot of brand emotional loyalty to vehicles, and we have like an emotional attachment. So if, if your car's stolen, you'll go back and buy the same thing. And there's some people with, well, the prime minister mentioned someone who had three vehicles stolen. The stories we hear are troubling len from toronto had his stolen car located in ghana a vehicle from milton was discovered on sale online in nigeria one family from the gta had their suv stolen three separate times and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of sharing so you notice some brands just aren't being taken you don't see many um, bmws volvos Mm. mercedes stolen and they're high-end but then you do see a lot of um, toyotas hondas
0: One of the things I found really interesting about your reporting on this is I guess the who of who's stealing these cars. So let's talk about that. Like how how much is organized crime involved?
1: Uh, That's what really got me because see, if you look at cocaine trafficking, then you're fighting for turf, you're fighting for market, you're fighting for an area. This stuff, it's like there's enough for everybody. And (laughs) so this is one of the odd times covering organized crime where I haven't seen groups fighting with each other. There's actually a lot of cooperation or or just really? ignoring each other. I mean, if I can steal your car and someone else can steal your neighbor's car, then we don't really have a problem. There's enough enough for both of us. And wow. um, a long time ago, a drug trafficker told me that there's enough sunshine for everybody. And what he meant was, if you think about it, you can find a big enough market for everybody with the cars. That's what they've got. There's a huge market um, overseas, and <laughs> the the vehicles are worth two to three times what they're worth here.
0: The organized part of the organized crime here is really, really interesting. You, you write about this kind of uh, food chain or chain of command with people having specific roles.
1: Spotters will identify vehicles and they're paid between $75 and $100 for their role in all this. The thieves between $3,000 and $20,000, depending on the vehicle for which they successfully steal. Those vehicles are then put in a spot to cool off before a runner will run that vehicle Primarily to the port of Montreal, in some cases to rail yards in the Greater Toronto Area, and
0: so, so take take me through that, Like take me through the whole chain of command there.
1: Yeah, there's like five different stages, and at the very end you've got uh, the shippers, and then you've got the people setting up the deals. And at the low end, um, for about fifteen hundred bucks or so, you've got basically young offenders stealing the cars. And so if they're caught, you know they're not going to do much time. And there's there are even reports that some of them get uh, get a bonus if they go to jail and or you stay overnight and you don't squeal on anybody. Oh wow. I'm doing a book now on on a guy who was in the United Nations gang in BC and he was an active car thief and that mm. was his his en- entry level point really. It's almost like playing major junior hockey. It's where you get noticed. It's where
0: the scouts are looking. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you you steal them and then it's great if you're a criminal if you can have a vehicle that's not traceable to you that you can use in a crime. And so mm. a lot of times when there's a a murder I'll, I'll be looking for is there a burnt vehicle nearby. Oh, really? If you're going to, um, if you have an organized hit, then you're going to do it in a stolen car.
0: So, so tell me about the guys stealing these cars. Like these are young, young dudes.
1: Yeah. And it's, they could get as low as 250, but probably you know around 1500 in the GTA for stealing a car. They probably work in twos. They're getting a lot more brazen. If, if someone is stealing your car, you really are best to let it go because there's a pretty good chance they're packing again. Mm. The I talked to uh, someone recently who uh, there was a break-in in his house. He had just somehow got his key fob so that they they couldn't break in quickly, so they just broke into his house, took a key mm. fob from there and then went out and took it drove his car away. So the penalties aren't really keeping up uh, with the crime and so this is a a high reward, low risk crime if I'm peddling drugs I could do a lot more time than if I steal a car and say it's my first time and I'll never do it again and they don't seem all that worried about security cameras at all I mean um, this morning I was actually watching video of two guys stealing a car to attach to a story and they clearly could see that they were being filmed and they really didn't care and there are four different cameras on them so it was almost cinematic.
0: Hi, I'm Willa Haskin, the host of Decoder Ring, Slate's podcast about cracking cultural mysteries. On Decodering, we dive down rabbit holes and obsessively explore questions hiding in plain sight. Like, why has slow dancing gone out of style? And when did we all become obsessed with hydration? And where did the word mullet, you know, to describe a hairstyle, come from? That's Decodering, named one of the best podcasts of 2023 by the New York Times. Listen to new episodes every two weeks and make sure to follow us so you never miss one. Okay, so so Peter, once the cars
1: are stolen, tell me about what route they
0: might take to be sent out of the country.
1: So they'll go somewhere within probably 20 miles of where you live and cool off, but not for very long. They want to see if they're being chased, and so they'll drop it off there. Then someone will come by, put it into probably a transport truck and probably... Drive it to the port of Montreal. Outside chance it'll get put onto a train, but um, a lot of this is in transport trucks. Once it's in the port of Montreal, it, it looks just like any other container, and so it it'll wait to be shipped. And there's it's quite organized. What goes where? Like there are, are people directing the traffic, almost like um, any legitimate purchase.
0: The other thing that I don't understand is if if we know that they're heading to like the port of Montreal in these big containers, how how come they're not being caught more?
1: And that's the big question. And that's, um, we've just fallen behind. We don't have the security. Also, the the security we have is watching for things coming in. We don't have good security for things going out. Like we're we're ready to try and catch the drugs coming into Canada. We're not ready for the things that shouldn't be being shipped out. And so mm. um, it's like a separate little fiefdom. It's, it's almost like when you're a kid in that game where once you get somewhere, you scream home free and nobody can tag you.
0: Okay. And so th- those are the ones that are heading out of the country and the ones that aren't taken out of the country, how do they end up being used?
1: Uh, so those would get, it's called revend where they change the identification number and they can quickly pop on a different number. Then they can be resold. This is a very desirable vehicle as well. If you're going to go commit a crime, you're obviously not going to do it in your car or a car you've rented. But you, if you do it in a stolen car, then, you know, you're you're free on that.
0: The, the the VIN, the vehicle identification numbers. How how are they scrubbing these things?
1: Um, they can just pop it off, like it's it's on a little tag and they can just pop on the tag, put on a new tag, and um, send it. And some have actually gone to dealerships that way. Like you can go in there and use it as as your trade in car. <laughs>
0: so it's clear we have a a major problem here. These thefts have taken over political discourse. We've had the conservative leader, Pierre Polyev, has been grilling the liberals over it, says we need, you know, tougher criminal penalties. Our common sense plan to put the brakes on car theft is to secure our ports and lock up the car thieves. And then the the liberals, you know, to their credit, I suppose, on, on Thursday, they've held a national summit to discuss potential solutions. So I'm curious, what what kind of measures came out of that summit?
1: Uh, hopefully better relationships, hopefully better public awareness. Hopefully people are, are looking at their vehicle and thinking, you know, maybe I can get a kill switch. Maybe I can just go get a club. Maybe I can get a GPS. Mm. Maybe I can get all three and um, go back to my insurance company. I think a lot of the response of the insurance companies will be what drives things. You know, when people mm. realize that they could be paying a significantly lower amount by... Right. By making their, their vehicles safer, that'll do something. Hmm.
0: I know the day before the summit, the Liberals actually announced a $28 million in funding to bolster the Canadian Border Services Agency. Today, I'm pleased to announce an additional investment of $28 million to bolster the Canada Border Services Agency's ability to detect and search containers with stolen vehicles. They also said that they're kind of finalizing a, a fuller plan in the coming weeks. And there's a couple things that came out of that. One is they're talking about tougher criminal penalties. Canada's justice minister says they're open to legislating harsher sentences.
1: My message to my constituents and to Canadians that are watching is that we are listening and together with all of the important uh, leaders in this room, we are ready to act. The federal government
0: says... I I get the sense too that there's discussion about banning the the tech that enables the thieves to steal these cars. Can you tell me a bit about that?
1: Uh, it's, It's something, but... Banning the tech—I mean, that's like saying guns are illegal. Everybody knows that anyway. Right. The criminals have already got them. They're extremely good at at smuggling drugs. Why wouldn't they just smuggle these? So I don't. It should be illegal, but it's kind of a so what. It's a bit underwhelming. I mean, if as long as the port of Montreal mm-hmm. is that porous, I, I don't see why people wouldn't ship them through. And the Criminal Intelligence Service of Canada, which is like an RCMP group, they uh, had a uh, report that just came out that talks about how street gangs especially toronto are really going up in power how they're actually moving Mm -hmm. outside of toronto and um this is part of the reason they're doing this like this is a huge shot in the arm for organized crime and they're they're not going to back away if i if i was a criminal i had a choice between you know moving a lot of cocaine or stealing cars i'd steal cars every day because i'm not going to get much time
0: So you you mentioned briefly insurance too, right? So the insurance claims have gone through the roof. Like in in twenty twenty two, Canada passed what one point two billion dollars for the first time. People get insurance money. They, as you said, they'll often go back and uh, buy the same car that was stolen. But you know, I've heard I've heard more than one person say this is kind of a victimless crime, uh, and I've heard some people say they kind of wouldn't mind their car getting stolen. So I, I guess. That sounds like, from what you're saying, kind of a naive view, right? That there are real consequences be, behind these thefts.
1: I remember the same conversations um, a long, long time ago. I'm kind of aging myself, but with bikers, shooting bikers, and then an 11-year-old kid got shot. Then Michelle Auger, the reporter, got shot. On September 13, 2000, arriving here in the paper, and one guy was waiting for me with a, with a gun. He fired seven shots at me, hit me six times in the back.
0: Who shot O'J is a mystery. But two blocks away, police found a gun, a silencer and a stolen car, the same car seen on surveillance cameras where O'J was shot. It all suggests a professional hit. Organized
1: crime. Then all of a sudden it became a bigger deal. The um press releases coming out of Toronto Area Police, they're them catching carjackers. It's just a matter of time until I a cop gets shot or some, someone's grandmother gets shot or someone's dog gets killed. I mean, it's gonna. there's going to be a nasty, um, sad face on this pretty soon. You can't have that level of, of crime and, and nobody gets hurt. And we are getting hurt in a way. I mean, if the police budget doesn't go up and they put more resources into auto theft, that means there's less resources into other things. I mean, do you want to cut down on domestic violence so you can protect the Subaru down the street? Yeah, these are nasty decisions you have to make. So
0: I'm I'm just curious what kind of reputation Canada's getting internationally because of this.
1: Not uh, bad. I mean Interpol's talking about us. I mean it's it's pretty sad when um overseas um their you know lights are going off and it's sort of economics twenty in a way. I mean, something's worth X here, it's worth three X over there. We're not doing anything to crack down criminal wise. I mean, this guy I know who who stole cars, he didn't do any time for it what it did was was attract attention from bigger criminals that he wanted to work for
0: okay so peter i guess you know in the news you can use category like what 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 advice do you have for people who are worried about having their
1: their car stolen uh, for me personally until i get um, better technically i just park beside the expensive stealable cars and so if i go to like a go lot i'm parking beside the the ford f150 or the or the fancy honda i just want to be beside someone that's more desirable than than me um, and so it's not, it's nothing I'm proud of, but um, they, they can only steal one at a time. So
0: well, there you have it. Uh, I mean, th- this interview was worth it just for that bit of advice. Thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate you coming, coming on and talking to us.
1: Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed that. Thank you.
0: All right. That's it for today. I'm Damon Fairless. Thanks for listening to Front Burner. I'll talk to you tomorrow.